It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Tuesday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear and Marcus Young back with you. It's time for your Top 5 at 5. Marcus. Hey. Thank you, Russell. Your number one, your Vols baseball team, will be playing today at 6.30 against Boston College. You can watch this game on the SEC Network Plus. Should be a good game. Just a one-off. Hopefully. I don't Boston know. Boston College is pretty good this year. I, I think Seacrest is, is going to be starting. I don't know if there's been any announcement. First pitch, 6.30? Yes. So we'll probably have some information coming up here before the end of the show. We'll share that with you. But SEC Network Plus, looking forward to um, – you're watching a little UT baseball this evening. At number two, Nick Saban wants to change some rules that might offset high-tempo this offenses. Guy. This guy. This freaking guy. Alabama coach Nick Saban sat down with Sports Illustrated, Illustrated's Ross Dellinger to discuss his thoughts on a number of changes coming to college football. One topic Saban brought up in an interview was high-tempo offenses and allowing for defenses to sub to substitute Mm -hmm. even when the offense does not quote the way it used to be the official would spot the ball and you couldn't snap the ball immediately when a team can snap the ball within seven seconds of the play clock is that really good for player safety i'm just asking the question he's just asking a question when you're just asking Uh, i mean i don't know is it good i'm just some football coach i don't know is it good for it when you're on the defense what's the meaning of life why are we all here i'm just asking the question but here's he says when you're on the defensive side you can't even change personnel, neither can the offense. No one changes. That's I think the point for the offense. But I, I I'm just wondering like I've never heard Nick Saban lament the fact that the offense gets to dictate the terms and can snap the ball within seven seconds and the defense. I've never heard him complain about that. He's been on the. He's been a, a central figure to the sport for over 20 years now. What could have happened recently to inspire this newfound concern for player safety and well-being? Eh? Did, did something change recently for Nick Saban? I I, I don't understand. Am I missing something? I, huh. I, I don't know. I think about that for a minute. It's, it's strange to me that uh, he wasn't voicing these opinions last year, but he is. This year, what what happened in the past year Who with up tempo offenses? I don't I don't know. Uh, perhaps a rhetorical question. I wish I could answer it. At number three, the New York Giants have striked a deal with struck. Dan- struck a deal. They made a deal with <laughs> Daniel Jones. He's been signed to a four year, one hundred and sixty million dollar oh, contract. God, Daniel Jones. And they will be using now their non-exclusive franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Okay. Between Nobody the, giving the Giants two first-rounders for... Between the um, the two players, this was what they needed to do because you couldn't franchise tag Daniel Jones. When you franchise tag, that is a high number you're about to pay him. I think it matches the highest paid player at that position. You don't want to do that with Daniel Jones. It's easier to swallow with Barkley. So, Jones will make $82 million guaranteed at signing a part of the deal, which also includes up to $35 million in incentives. And Barkley will make 
10.091 million in 2023 under the non-exclusive franchise tender. Never would have thought Daniel Jones would be signing a big contract like that, but here we are. And I guess he earned it. I mean, he was pretty good last year. He was pretty good. You got to give a lot of credit to that coach. Dable. Yeah, Dable is very good. Yeah. yeah I miss I really didn't think he was going to do as well as I thought and boy, I, I was wrong. At number four, Amazon Prime will stream NFL games on Black Friday for free. Prime Video announced that an NFL game on Black Friday for free for people in 2023. It will be the first time the league has scheduled a game for the day after Thanksgiving. Teams for the 3 p.m. game on November 24th will be announced later. But the uh, president of or the vice president of Prime Video said that it's such an unusual day because so many people have it off work, so it's really a unique opportunity to expose all the fans to our broadcast. Wave of the future, man. It's here. It's here. Streaming football. I actually didn't mind Amazon Prime's coverage of the uh, NFL. No, it was good. I thought they did very, very well. They had like a stat thing that you can look at, too. Yeah. Like live with, along with the game. I, I, I liked, I liked it how you could tune in on that. Like you, you pull up the app mm-hmm. and you and it gives you the option. Like if if you're coming in after the game's already started, you can either watch live, which is what I usually do, or you could start from the beginning. Yeah. So like you could just start the game if you came in a little bit late and you can pause it. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And finally, number five, Illinois woman finds husband's body in her home eight months after he went missing. What? So, in her uh, home? Yep. According to a report, she lived there. I believe so. You didn't notice the smell of a rotting human corpse? According he to, fall in the, <laughs> he got stuck in the refrigerator. What happened here? According to the report, an autopsy released last week explains what happened to a Troy, Illinois man who was found deceased in his home months after being reported missing. Richard Mage had last been seen on April 27th of 2022 when his wife Jennifer spoke with him over the phone and he said he was leaving work early. When Jennifer arrived at their home, Richard was gone and his car was parked outside. She reported him missing to the Troy police, who initially searched the residency but found no trace of him. The search for Major's body had been hindered by the fact that his home was described by police as a, quote, hoarder's home. With items stacked. Oh, they're hoarders. Yeah, with items stacked up throughout the residency, there were limited places to look, and it became difficult to identify any suspicious odors present in the house. After several months of searching, it was finally uncovered that there was indeed oh, no. an unpleasant sewer-like smell from within the house. Rotting flesh. It wasn't until December 2022 that his body was finally discovered inside the home. Oh. He uh, apparently... Just underneath a bunch of trash? Boy, this took a... Yeah. How do you say it's a bear? Macabre. You, yeah, would you like to go into a macabre moment, Russell? Yeah. What you, you got? Some macabre bear. It uh, it was later reported that he had taken his own life. Uh, so maybe he was a hoarder, and he felt like he dug up underneath a bunch of his of his and stuff, like killed himself underneath all the trash. Yeah. What if he stacked it to a certain point where he could just pull one plate? I mean, it, it sounds like remember the ball pit at like Chuck E. Cheese when you're a kid. Yeah. You, know, you want to crawl underneath and get to the bottom. He's like that, like he got underneath all the trash and then offed himself. 
probably. Can, can we talk about for a moment the 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 uh, the like once you get like a little bit older and, and have a little bit of sense about you, you realize that, that the ball pit's got to be one of the oh it's filthy disgusting. oh it's nasty, but it's the greatest when you're a kid. Yeah, before you learn about. Yeah. You I mean, know, I wouldn't get in there now. Germs. So they fa- he's a hoarder. He killed himself under the. I, well, we don't know how he, how he did it, yeah. but he was, he was obviously well. Think hit about it. how bad that place had to have smelled to not notice. Oh, a, there's that one statement he makes. It, it's in there. That's what jumped out at me. Read it was uh, they were hard. It was hard for them to de- to determine. Basically, it, it smelled so bad yeah. there that they they couldn't find it. I watched the the worst hoarders of all time over the weekend. Oh yeah, I saw Shane Gillis, a great comedian, yeah, the great new young comics was was talking about it, and it, it was so funny that I had to go watch. You could see the whole thing on YouTube. It was this bad? woman? Oh, is it worse than Miller's car? Yeah, it, it was awful, dude. It was just I'll put it this way: this woman the toilet stopped working. I've seen this one. So she would she oh. Would, she kept her feces like in just bottles in her house. Oh, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm getting gross. I, I, like yeah, I, I can't even think uh, about it. I'm getting nauseous. Plenty. That's plenty. Could it's, you? That's enough for me. It was hard Don't to ask watch. him anything else, Mark. It was hard to watch. No, it's not about that one. Could you imagine if that woman was on an episode of Hoarders and they just find her husband? Like, could you imagine? Yeah. Like, how they they brought in like the guys filming her, and he's like, "This is the worst." We do hoarders, and this is the worst we've ever seen. And she's like showing him how how she eats, and she's like pouring this thing soup and putting it in a toaster oven. And she had like those styrofoam bowls, and she put it in a toaster oven for like twenty minutes to heat it, and it's like burning. You could see the smoke coming out. The guy's like, uh, "I think that's on fire." And she's like, "Oh yeah, it it burns a little bit, but it's okay." Like that's how. <laughs> just yeah. Like, uh, all how are, of- how are you even alive? Release the styrenes in your food. That's... But like she didn't, she didn't realize how bad it was, and they had to explain it to her. It's one of those things where you know how if you're losing weight or your your kids are like growing and you don't notice it because you see the kid every day. But then if like I haven't seen your kid in a year and I see him and I'm like, whoa, he shot up like a weed, and like you don't know, it's like that thing. She's living in the filth, and it doesn't go from from clean to filthy overnight right it's a process that takes many months and years and you like you when when you're living in it like you don't notice dude i've seen hoarders enough to know you notice if if you've got like this narrow walkway and you never take out your guard i don't think you do it's 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 like clutter in your house your house gets dirty clutter like how did that happen there's a difference between clutter and yes raw garbage no there's really not well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a difference in terms of what constitutes it, but it happens the same way. It's just you clean it up. You throw the stuff out. These people don't. I've actually never been in your house, Bear. I've only <laughs> been to, to yours like it. three or four times in eight years. Are I you imagine. a hoarder? No. No, I throw stuff away, man. I lose stuff a lot, too. There's no way you would ever be a hoarder, Russ. I, I just... I look at you and see like no, I uh, I I like throwing stuff away yeah. and I, I I like getting rid of stuff more than I like getting stuff. No, the people. Work- I, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say that I'm not messy. Like my stuff, like my, my little area, my nightstand or whatever gets cluttered and everything. Sure. And 
but uh, I mean, at the other place where I no. worked for years, like, like if I come, if like if you don't put your name on your food and just leave it in the fridge, it'll get tossed. There's no date or anything on it. I toss it. No, I'm a clean. I, I clean this place up. I I'm know. At the trash bag. I, I just throw stuff away. It's like, yeah. this, this, I, this is damn pigsty. I'm, I'm yeah. throwing. Sorry, you, you leave your bottle here. I'm throwing it away. It's been there for two weeks. Throwing it away. Yeah, I think all three of us have cleaned up this place a time or two. There's all kinds if of only those lids. those monsters in the midday. Mm. That's a really good show name. Monsters, monsters. in the midday. <laughs> That's what they ought to fit those maniacs on there. They just don't care. Thank you, Marcus. That's your top five at five. Figure out what time it is there for a second. We got to talk about hoarders. It's brought to you by National RX. Uh, 25% off all Ananda professional CBD products throughout the month of March. It's March Madness, folks. If you've ever thought about trying CBD, now's the perfect time to give it a try because they've got 25% off all CBD products at National RX. And the great thing about it is you don't have to be in Knoxville. If you are in Knoxville, you can swing by their store on uh, Kingston Pike and Farragut right next to Wendy's. But if you're listening in the mid-state, if you're listening in the western part of the state, if you're out of the state, if you're in California, wherever you are, you can. People ask me all the time, dude, love the show. Like, how can I support it? I want to help out. This is it. This is it. I mean, you can mail me a check. Nobody's ever actually done that. I would accept it, I guess. I would cash it. But... Like the the more reasonable way to do it is to patronize our sponsors. So if you use CBD, you thought about using CBD, National RX, the place to get it. Uh, you can call them if you're out of town, and they will ship it directly to your door. That's the best way to do it. Their number is eight six five three nine two seventeen seventy. If you're driving, you can't write this down. Just go to National RX when you get home. Call them up. I believe for legal reasons, I don't think they sell it online, actually. I think you have to call, talk to a human being. But uh, they're nice. They'll, 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 they'll hook it up. At National Law Rex, Farragut's neighborhood, locally owned and operated community pharmacy, veteran-owned and operated community pharmacy, National Law Rex, here on Fan Run Radio. All right. Open lines the rest of the way, 865-546-8200. Some of y'all are about ignorant when it comes to this basketball team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you know me. I'm not a sheep. Been very critical of Coach Barnes and the program at different times this year and throughout the years. And I'm not particularly expecting a great deal of success this season. But some of you guys are morons. Sorry. But you're behaving like morons. And you're saying stupid things. Tim says... If the uh, they're charging five bucks ahead to get into the orange and white game this year, Tim says if it goes toward Rick Barnes buyout, I'll pay ten dollars, maybe twenty. I mean, you guys are fools, complete morons, just absolute maniacs, troublemakers, malcontents, rapscallions. Somebody says uh, Bennett is halfway to retirement. Why would you? Why would you draft him? That's a good point. Yeah. You know, all right. Look, I'm getting. Stetson Bennett's not getting drafted, is he? Probably. He's maybe getting late. drafted. Probably late. Let's Probably not. I don't know. Maybe he is. Uh, Justin says Miller's car isn't that bad. Justin That's, Hanna sticking up for Jake Miller. Justin Hanna is a. 
what we like to call in the real world a liar. It's horrible. I got TJ coming at me, bringing up horrible contracts from Derek Carr, saying that Levis had better numbers against Georgia than Duggan did. Asking if me and Bear actually watch football. Oh, you give uh, oh. don't give any TJ any free, any, any more oxygen than he already got today with his silliness. Well, Levis is garbage, TJ. They were uh, playing in leather helmets last time y'all had a quarterback that was any good in the NFL. Dummy. Bill Minot says Babe Patilli was quarterback at Kentucky. He was a good QB. I, that's one so, of those names. I've, I think he's another lim- leather helmet guy. Yeah. yeah if your day. name was Babe, yeah, I don't think you <laughs> – You don't see anybody named Babe anymore, no. which is it's weird. It's not like a name that's been canceled or anything. It's not like Adolph. We can't name people. Like Babe is – the only Babe I know is like Babe Ruth. And was it Babe Didrickson was like the female golfer back in the day? Yeah. Like the, and Sonny and Cher had that song. I, I got name you, my babe. kid Babe. Yeah. My, my brother's having uh, a baby soon. Maybe I can convince babe. him to name it Babe. Babe Smith. That'd well, I think cool. it's when Babe kind of entered the. Is Babe short for something? I don't know. Well, I mean, there Babar? was the movie Babe with the pig. Do you remember that movie? Yes, I remember the movie. It's good. I don't think you want to name your kid after a pig. If you did, I'd the go The Sultan of SWAT, maybe. What was Babe? Oh, Herman. George Herman Ruth? Is yeah. That a, is it, it's not short for anything. It's just something they hit you with. It's like uh, Skippy or Slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of those nowadays that you're just like, no, I don't want to hear it. Like Skippy. People are getting crazy with these names. Skip. Skip's an old baseball nickname. Skipper. Not many Bob, Jeffs, and Steves walking around anymore, man. I've talked to the skip. And sad. These names. You're not a fan of uh, goofy names like Marcus. Wow. Well, wait, wait a minute now. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, buddy. Marcus Aurelius. Just want to name one right off the bat. Is Pretty, that who you're named uh, after? No, but Roman Emperor. Nope, but my great grandfather's name. Well, there we go. But he also lived in the. Early part, the earliest part of the 20th century. So, back in the old days, there's a lot of weird baseball nicknames. If you ever really go into it, Cool Papa is always my favorite. Big Poppy. Stay with us. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. 865-546-8200. If you want to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, we're back with more right after this. The Docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro Attorneys. University of Iowa and state government reached a settlement worth more than $4 million with a group of former black players, or uh, black former players. They're still black, but they're uh, black former players. I assume they're still black. I don't know. Can't confirm that. But uh, alleged mistreatment based on race by Hawkeyes coach Kirk Ferentz, according to the Des Moines Register. So uh, $4 million. Settlement to make this go away. Iowa stroke of the check. And Twelve former players. What is that about? Three hundred grand per. Four hundred grand per. Yeah, works out. In yeah, addition, I didn't realize just uh, what. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. In addition to the payout, which comes out to one hundred eighty-four thousand dollars. <laughs> close, huh? Uh, per player, Iowa will provide financial support for the players to earn. Graduate degrees from any institution and provide mental health services for a period of time. 
Uh, how this guy, the, the AD up there, like this isn't his, his first bungling of some kind of controversy. It's like his fifth. Started back in 2020, longtime strength coach Chris Doyle was fired after an independent investigation by law firm Hoosh Blackwell. Lawsuit initially called for the jobs of both athletic director, is it Gary Barta? Yeah. And Kirk French, the longest tenured coach in FBS football. In a statement, French took issue with the settlement, saying the agreement was reached without consulting the coaches involved in the decision. So, uh... I don't know, a messy situation up there in Iowa. Isn't that the guy that, uh, oh, what's his name? The amateur proctologist, uh, Urban Meyer. He hired that guy, didn't he? Ferentz? No, that strength and conditioning coach. He was going to hire him. Yeah, oh, exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah, it yeah, was. yeah, at Jacksonville. He tried to hire that guy. Yeah. Jacksonville players like, Bruh. nah, nah, buddy. I don't remember what the exact allegations were, but uh, obviously racially insensitive comments. uh, Iowa is you, you, Iowa, not the most diverse roster in college football through the years. I think safe to say. Meanwhile, if uh, that makes you uncomfortable, wait till you hear about this. J.C. Cooper, a transgender athlete. These stories again. Wins a discrimination case against USA Powerlifting this week. After the Federation banned her, there's another guy, born a man, wants to compete in women's sports. In powerlifting. (laughs) And uh, won, won her suit after the Federation banned her from competing in female events. With Cooper's victory comes a mandate the Federation, quote, cease and desist from all unfair discriminatory practices because of sexual orientation and gender identity. So, USA Powerlifting, now if you're you're born a guy, you want to become a woman, you can compete against women in powerlifting now. Was it Chappelle who, who was talking about this when he was talking about LeBron James? I don't know. I think it was. He had a bit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get it right, but I'm. I'm not even gonna attempt to try and land this one. But basically, talking about if LeBron James pulled this. Did that? Juana Man. People don't realize how prescient that movie actually was back in the day. Was that Eddie Griffin? Was Juana Man? Yeah, and that was kind of a knockoff of. Uh, there was a uh, '70s like basketball movie. And their best player was a female. Well, I I applaud USA Powerlifting. That's very brave of them. That, that's smart. That's good. We should have. Well, they had that in, swimmer in the power, thing, and like I saw, I that's saw good. a video um, on YouTube. It was like some female, like collegiate swimmers that you know, yeah. competed. I can't remember what her name is. But said, like, took her suit down. It was all man, baby. And just how strange. I mean, she was being honest, and it wasn't anything negative or anything, but just from their point of view. Well, good luck to the uh, women 
born women who have to compete against that person. I'm sure that will go. I, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. Maybe that person won't be very good at powerlifting against women. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's I'm, just. I'm just some dumbass who took high school biology. It, well, I mean, there's a I reason. That, and it, it's like that Dallas, I always go back to it. The Dallas under 15, like, boys all-star soccer team beat the women's national team. Like, I'm talking like absolutely senseless. Yeah. And they're like 15, 14 and 15-year-old boys. It's just simple physiology. Doesn't matter anymore, man. It don't matter. And meanwhile, if you thought that was scary, listen to this. A Massachusetts man has been charged after authorities say he tried to open an emergency exit door on an airplane in flight, then attempted to stab a flight attendant repeatedly over the weekend on a cross-country flight. There's video of this. Have you seen the video? No, because that's like my, my one of my big fears. It's terrifying. Right? I, I mean, at that point, you have to the the group becomes more important than you than yourself, and if you're anywhere close to them, you you, you have to jump in in a situation like that. Yeah, there well, you can. Like you and gotta, they did. Like there, this guy is standing, and he's ranting. He's out of his mind. Just stark raving mad. Like what, not what making it. How do you get a knife? I, it, I don't know if it's a knife. It was like. It was a thing, but he he's like screaming, and then he starts, and you could tell all the people are uncomfortable. They're like, "Where's the air marshal? Like, why isn't somebody doing this?" And like the female flight attendants come up to him, but there's like three men sitting right in front of him, just doing nothing. And then it it wasn't until he exits the aisle and starts running up towards the cockpit. Did that somebody some, get this? So, well, some guys jump. Well, he runs up the cockpit and attacks another stewardess, and then a couple of guys get up, and the video cuts off. The one I saw cuts off at that point. I guess people are like, oh, my God, we got to drop their phone or whatever. But, um, I mean, obviously the plane didn't crash. They arrested this guy, 33-year-old Francisco Severo Torres, facing one count of interference and attempted interference with flight crew members and attendants using a dangerous weapon. I don't think you can get into those cockpits anymore. No, they're pretty pretty secure. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what he was using. It's a broken metal spoon. Well, that's nice. Yeah, once but I mean anyway, it's just the age we live in, man. You see somebody sprinting for the cockpit. Yeah. You gotta if you're I feel like if you're a male and you're in you any kind do of, something, yeah, and man. you're not fra- you know, sick or, you know, completely helpless, you got to get up. It's like those guys on the the flight that crashed in Pennsylvania on 9/11. Like, God rest your Let's souls. roll. Yeah, got it. We aren't gonna we let going this, out like that. Yeah, no, no, man, we're, we're, we we're going to crash in the White House. It, yeah, we're going to crash. It ain't going to be in the White House, the Capitol, whatever. It's we're going out on our yeah, terms, and we're going to beat the hell out of these whack jobs while we still got time on this earth. All right, that is the docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Check them out online at foxandfarmer.com. Remember, it doesn't cost anything to sit down with them and discuss your case. They don't get paid unless you get paid. So what do you got to lose? Give them a ring, 865-531-9400. That's 531-9400. Or just go online to foxandfarmer.com. Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. 
Joey in Kentucky is next. What's up, Joey? Hey, guys. What's uh, what's happening? Man, uh, we're just chilling like Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. I just, I just wanted to say um, I've been hearing all these Barnes bashers on the radio here lately, and it sort of reminded me of uh, right at the end of UK's football season uh, on KSR, all these Stoops bashers started calling in. I'm kind of like, where was our football program mm. before he got out there? And it kind of reminds me of, you know, where was Tennessee's program, you know, before, you know, look what Barnes has done, you know, the past few years he's been there. I mean, I think he's the right guy for the job. I think, you know, in the next two or three years, it might be time for him to retire and sell on. But I think like in the moment, he's the right guy for the job. I mean. Yeah, you guys are stuck with Stoops. He's in his prime. Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a prime. At least, at least Barnes is close to retirement age. I mean, he's drawing social giving him raises. But uh, you know, if Stoops left, who will we get? I mean, who will we get that would do any better? You know, I mean, that's that's why I try to tell people, hey, who will we get that's going to do any better than what he's already been doing? You know, so you want Joker Phillips back? Uh, no. <laughs> who else? Some, but, of, some of those other bumps. You had. Uh, yeah, Rich Hal Brooks Mummy. is all right. Yeah, Hal Mummy was was terrible. Um, Rich, Rich Brooks Br- wasn't all that bad. He retired. Yeah. He he you know he beat LSU when they was number one. Um, and Brooks wasn't too bad. He couldn't beat us. Uh, he never beat us. No, did he? No, no. no, he never did. No, Hal Mummy had Tim Couch. That's all he know. It's that's you know that's all he had was Tim Couch. Well, he also but, had the pirate. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he did. Um. That was kind of my second option. I thought, you know, if Stoops left, they would go after him. After him, uh, but fortunately, he's no longer with us. But uh, you know, I don't know who would be a better fit for UK football than what we already have. Um, and that's the way I look at Tennessee basketball too. I mean, what what Barnes has done the last few years, I don't know if anybody else could come in there and do any better than what he's done. I don't, you know, I don't know, but. Probably. I mean, it's what's more likely if Rick Barnes retires at the end of this season and Danny White is able to go out there and lead a national coaching search for his replacement. What's more likely that we find a guy that's going to take Tennessee basketball to the next level, have the continued sustained regular season success that Rick Barnes has enjoyed for eight seasons now and go farther in the NCAA tournament? Or is it more likely that we find a guy who doesn't do as good as Barnes? I would submit to you that it's more, the latter is more likely because there are more of yeah, those guys out there than there are. Yeah, I mean, there's like, who are yeah. you? And I know people hate hearing this. Who are you going to get that's better than Barnes? But you have to ask the question. Yeah. And I don't know that there's an answer out there that to, to me know, is satisfactory. Smash, smash fan ain't coming back. He's already smashed, so he's not coming back. No. I don't. I mean, way, hell, you guys hired well, Billy Clyde Gillespie. Oh, I know, and awful. thought it was a, and thought it was a home yeah. run hire at the time. Like everybody did. Yeah. I went around. I went around the whole weekend saying smash. People thought I was freaking crazy. You know, <laughs> I've been going around just saying smash, smash. I went, yeah, I went and watched the the girls uh, up here, the 13th region uh, girls championship, and uh, the, the school I teach at, their their girls was. Playing and the other team was just fouling us to death. And I wanted to yell out, 
hey, they're getting smashed. But uh, I thought, well, people are thinking they're nuts. So. Smashed! I, I'm afraid from doing that, but uh, yeah, I'm still going around doing it. <laughs> I think we all are. Good stuff, Joey. Appreciate you, my man. Thanks for the phone call. Hey, appreciate you guys. Take care. Oh. 865-546-8200. You want to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Willie is next. What's up, Willie? What's happening, guys? Not much. How you been? Hey, you know how you know when it's a coaching change? It's time for a coaching change. How's it's, that? It's when, when, you got, when you got Kentucky fans calling up and saying we need to keep that guy. Who's the last part? Who's the last Kentucky uh, coach that did that? Wasn't that old um, Rick, Ricky Patino? We're getting a Wade Houston reference. That's what's happening here with Willie. Wow, we're, we're going we're going yeah, way we're, back. We're, we're, right after uh, Patino beat him by sixty one, he said, "Y'all need to keep that guy." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, let's face, let's face it, guys. The, the guy is washed up. Whoa! I, I mean, oh. we've we've got the worst offense. Of any college team in the country. That's not true. Well, we, what, what, hell, we're the 297th in fast break points out of 300 teams. That, part, so, that part's true and pretty hard to swallow. But it's, that's not – I mean, you're top 50 nationally in, in offensive we efficiency. We Dubsy. Dubsy, quit carrying water for this guy. He's washed up. You just compared him to Wade Houston. I'm going to give you a chance to walk that back, Willie. You're not going to call in here and compare the great Rick Barnes to Wade Houston. He's headed toward Wade Houston. No, he's he's not. That's insane. Hey, he he can't coach post players, and evidently he can't surround himself with assistant coaches. Willie, he he had a two-time SEC player of the year. Like three years ago. Have you forgotten Grant Williams? He's currently playing for the Boston Celtics. Hey, every blind every blind nut finds an acorn every now. <laughs> hey, I hey, know what you mean. Hey, hey, he he can't recruit a point guard. Mm. Kennedy Chandler. He's playing for the Memphis Grizzlies. You're you're hey, having a rough phone call, Willie. Hey, you're hey, having hey, a rough one, man. Hey, Come on, you can hey, land Kennedy, this though. Kennedy Chandler was smart enough to get the hell out of here before he ruined him. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was yeah. doing. That's, I don't know if that's a accurate description of him leaving hey, for the guys, NBA draft. If, if, y'all, if y'all can't see the correlations between Barnes and Fulmer, you're blind. Well, how did it work out when we ran Fulmer out of here? Hey. There's Decade plenty of, of basketball. There, there are plenty of basketball coaches out I there. I thought there are plenty of football coaches out there. Yeah, and I'm glad we got rid of Fat Boy. Oh, come on now, Willie. That's 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 uncalled for. Thank you, though. I appreciate the phone call. Personal appearance is not show fodder. How many times do I have to say this? Is it? Is it negative Tuesday? Is that what today is? I, I don't know, man. This has been a rough this, one. This, this is murder's the, row here. The, you want me to go down it for you real quick, the, please? Hold on. The, the most – what I mean, the most sensible calls have come from the two Kentucky fans today. And, and Martin. Martin started today off with a – Martin was just – he was off in Lady Vol land. He was happy that they were doing well, super positive. Yeah, we've had uh, – Polish Joe was rough. Yeah. Phil was just awful. Mercurial. 
Diablo took a dark turn after he was on a good. He, call. he was trying to he was trying to put a positive spin on a negative take. Yeah, it, it uh-huh. was, it's weird. He Diablo could like chuckle his way through a rip job. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, Westchester, oh, <laughs> whatever that was, whatever happened there. Uh, and then Willie, and and I, and I will say I'm I'm not sure people I've gotten like I didn't tell you I've gotten two calls today from from listeners requesting that the last you know the last segment of every drive show uh, their voice and their opinion is listeners they said respectfully to you Russ. They felt like that you should decree that you cannot be negative and speak in the last slot in honor of uh, our old buddy. I'm hearing uh, Mark says that he can only assume that Willie is smashed, smashed. I think I heard either bottles or cans in the background. Like clinking around. He's actually pouring a drink on the air. Uh, I heard some noise in the background. Joke! waiting for the noise well speak now forever hold your peace 865-546-8200 your number to get on the big orange phillies phone lines 546-8200 quick timeout we're back to wrap things up after this radio the drive continues wrapping up on a tuesday afternoon edition of the show overtime headed your way next on many of these fine fan run affiliates all right who's next bear Back to the Big Orange Philly phone lines. Yeah, who we have? Tweet. John Tweet, what's up? Golly, what a call. <laughs> He's fired up. I'm glad to hear from him. I haven't heard from him in a while. Has he, have I just missed him or is I just back to speak? Slick Willie. Um, I mean, he surfaces from time to time. That's about par for the course. I, do you still have his dog? What was his dog called? That thing was oh, like was Montana. Montana. It was uh, what? An, it was one of those Ovechkin dogs, or no? It's no, a, it was like uh, a Siberian Mastiff. Ovechkin's a hockey player. It's also there's some crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's exactly how you pronounce it, but look no, at that Caucasian it, Ovechkins. Yeah, he said he was like back there eating rabbits and stuff like that last time. What it's called? I'm trying to remember. Oh, no, it's a Leon Burger. That's right, a Leon, Leon Musselburger. Leon, wasn't Leon the Burger the guy that was in uh, Ghost that was like, get off my train? Wasn't that Leon Burger? That guy with the, you funny, that guy that guy the, with the weird-looking face? Oh, I, yeah. If I could just have a, just from, one puff. From uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, who did you play I don't one? know if he was in that, but yeah, I remember was. from Ghost, and it was like, get off my train. <laughs> That's that's what he had to teach uh, Patrick Swayze Patrick how to kick Swayze. a can. Yeah, yeah, how to kick a can or so that, move a coin or something. So that his buddy couldn't things. move in on Demi Moore. That was a really dumb movie. Looking back on it, yeah, really. But they used but, but they Moore used that was De- young Demi Moore in her prime. That was also uh, you know I mean they they, they just really just had that one scene where they're doing like pottery and Unchained Melody oh, is playing oh. and it's just. You know the bad guy, the the guy, the actor who played the bad guy in that his allegedly alleged buddy, uh, he's heir to the MGM. He's I, in, yeah, he's the heir to the MGM about that? movie fortune. Are, are you are you guys Demi Moore pre boob job or post like old Ashton Kutcher dating Demi Moore, 
or Ghost Demi Moore? I thought Demi Moore was at her best in um... striptease. No, I I I feel like that's when it started. Or G.I. Jane. I never saw G.I. Jane. I've seen it numerous times. Has a decent scene to it if you're into somebody that's a bit more muscular, so to speak. That... Like she was all cut up. Oh yeah, I she, think so. She got in really the movie. Good shape for that movie. The movie um, Disclosure. Remember where, where like she's it. sexually Ooh. harassing Michael Douglas? Had a really hot scene in there. <laughs> that, is, that is an oldie but a goodie. Oh, terrible, God, movie. It was a terrible her. movie. But that, but that scene for a a uh, frustrated teenage young man living in <laughs> mid nineteen nineties America was was important. Demi Moore is what we call a long back, boys. A long back. I, I don't get it. Yeah, just Google it. You'll figure it out. So, or watch striptease, and then you'll easily figure it out. I was so you disappointed really with, with that movie. Because I'd read the well, book. The book was so good. Wasn't that dude in it, the dude so that played John Coffey in Green Mile? He no, was that was he Ving Rhames. He's dead too, isn't he? No, yeah, Ving Rhames. Who else has she killed off? Ving Rhames sure is still dead? alive. No way. Yeah, Ving Rhames is still alive. The dude that played the actor in Green Mile that was John Coffey oh, in Green Mile, he's dead. He yeah, wasn't there's in two different, There's two different guys. Are you sure? Ving, yeah. Ra- Ving Rhames was not the guy who played John Coffey. That no. uh, was who was the guy John, who played John, something Duncan? John Michael Duncan or John Clark Duncan? Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. He did pass away. Yeah, he was in Armageddon as well. He played Bear. Are you? You're. T- are you seriously telling me there's two different people? I apologize. I'm not trying to be joking here. I guess I am in a way, but well, I could yeah, have sworn it was the same actor. Uh, Michael Duncan okay. Clark was about three times bigger than. Well, you, you thought Michael Duncan Clark played Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction? What? No. <laughs> Who's I? I can tell you this, Russell. I've never seen Pulp Fiction in its entirety. What? I couldn't even get through about thirty minutes of it. It was awful. Oh my god! I, Who's the director? What's his name? That Tarantino. Idiot? Tarantino. Oh, He's awful. He's awful. You're awful. Most over-directed, over-directed, over-rated director on earth. Terrible. Listen, man. The I, only good you, movie he put out was uh, Django. That's it. Wow. I mean, I'm going to have to – this the is Django right up there good. with it, any it, number of Bears bad takes through the years. This is worse than a lot of them. Uh, Inglorious is a masterpiece. Oh, uh, my God. That was awful. That's just Brad Pitt talking stupid. Like, what? That was awful. Eight Men Out or whatever that one was. Is that that movie? Or Awful Eight or something. That was horrible. The, the eight. movie he made was Salma Hayek and Cheech Marin when her boobs were like guns or something. Which movie was that? Oh, that was uh, from Dustin. I don't like Dawn. the way you're objectifying women in this phone Especially call. Especially Salma Hayek. <laughs> you better hang Tweet. up on me then because I'm going to keep on going. It, it makes, makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like it. Let me ask you this, Dusty. Bone and Admiral's team and Green, those guys, if I recall, they scored in the 80s. And I don't think they ran different offense than what we're running now. No, but those guys played above the rim. They were they attacked. That was Jordan Bowden did. Grant was it? I mean, Grant, Grant wasn't dunk. above he, the Grant's rim. in the NBA. Admirals in the no, NBA. I don't agree I mean, with any of those things. Bowden, I'm but just a better team. Would hazard a guess is probably playing over in Europe. He's in Europe somewhere for sure. Yeah, and making, he had a making lot decent of money. Was a freak athlete. But I mean, do you? 
do you not? I mean, do you not think Spit it Phillips out. is just a different time of player than than he is? You know what I mean? But he's athletic enough. He's got he. If he had the heart, I wouldn't say heart. Something about Jordan Bowden, like 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 the want to. He just had just a smidge. Was a, of that. He was a weird one, man. He 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 had all the. I mean, because he was extremely good defensively. He was a freak athlete, and he could shoot. He just he went through a period where he just at one point he was he, he who was it? He went up there against Georgia Tech or Wake Forest or somebody and torched him. I mean, torched him, and then got into league play and almost disappeared. That yeah. I can't remember it at I, all it, coming back to it. It was kind of like Josiah Jordan James is that like remember James when he came out didn't it? He was leading the nation in three-point shooting. He's like shooting 55% from three. And then he stopped playing again, and he came back, and he's never got it back. No. Well, he had that one game he was like five for five or six for six against two. Was it South Carolina? He, yeah, the game he came back against South Carolina was really good, and he's just reverted back to – I don't know. We got to run. Tweet anything else? All right, boys. Appreciate no, got you. No more boob comments. Be no, good. No, no, that's See good. You. That's Thank you. Gonna keep it classy. Yep. Newman is next. What's up, Newman? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm going to try to finish the show on a positive note. Okay. I can't believe I just heard Quentin Tarantino and Bad Director in the same sentence. That's not positive. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, you are referencing a known dullard on the show. True. So, yeah. Yeah, I think Reservoir Dogs is the greatest movie, one of the greatest movies. And, I wanted to talk about the Vanderbilt-Auburn bubble talk because I think Vanderbilt won in the head-to-head. They have the better SEC record. Vanderbilt has won eight of its last nine games. Auburn's a very rocky team. They're very inconsistent. I think if Vanderbilt wins two games in the SEC tournament, Mm. I would put them in March Madness. Well, you sold me, Newman. It is weird. I was was looking at that today. It's strange to me. So, Lunardi has Mississippi State and Arkansas in the tournament. Two teams that finished with sub-500 records in conference play. And and Vandy is not in there. And far be it for me to carry the flag for yeah. Vanderbilt. But it, it – I mean, Fair is fair, fair when it comes to stuff like this. Well, but I, I know you get into quality wins and the quadrants and, and all that stuff in there. And I'm not an expert on everybody's resume when it comes to that stuff. But it does seem like – because it, it, it's strange that you go that far down in Arkansas, 19 and 12, and, and I think he's got them solidly in. You know, you know what I'm going on? Because I've decided that analytics are idiotic this week. I'm going on the eye test, and right eye now, test is all the Vanderbilt's out. playing as good as anybody else in the conference right now. Were they 8 of 9? Yeah. Is that what you said, Newman? Yep, 8 of 9 since their 57-point loss at Alabama, and I think you know, that says a lot about the team. This is a team that you want. They lost uh, their big Mark man, Matthews. though. That's the only thing that yeah. – yeah, he lost their big man. That's going to end up – Does was, the committee hold that 57-point loss against them, too? They see that and be like, we can't have – like, you lost I, by Who 57. knows with those people? They had us the as a three last year when it obviously loss. a two. What's that, Newman? I think the fact that they overcame that loss makes it all more impressive. Yeah, I – We I, launched it. I got to own that one, man. I, I thought Jerry Stackhouse is a bad coach and a bad fit and – He's hothead. He's proven me wrong. Hothead, whatever. He's he's had a nice finish to the season. 
Yeah, and Vanderbilt, if they're putting Arkansas in over Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt beat them by double digits in their only meeting. So that kind of sends up a bunch of red flags. Maybe they're basing it off the fact that Arkansas had success in the tournament last year, which is ridiculous if a team like Michigan you know, sneaks in this year. Michigan has zero wins over ranked teams. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to make it this year. Thank you, Newman. We got to run. Appreciate the phone call. Good stuff, my friend. Folks, that's going to do it for us. We have reached the end of the road, as Boys to Men once sang. Time to get out of here. Overtime headed your way next on many of these fan-run affiliates. Another day, another dollar, another stellar edition of The Drive. In the books for Marcus and Bear, I'm Russell. We'll do it again tomorrow right here on Fan Run Radio.